Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Eric Hubbard. I want to thank you for joining us as we continue our study today. And I first want to give you a couple of ways to reach us. First, by mail at Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia 30061. Or you can reach us by email at Pastor Eric 523 at gmail.com. That's Pastor Eric 523 at gmail.com. And today we're going to continue our series in talking about who's by whose authority. And as we know, authority is so important and prevalent in our day. If you just think about it, when you go and you sign your check and you, when you show your license or you show your identity, it must match what's on the check. They want, they want to see your name and they want to verify that the name on the check is the same as the name on your license. When you are going to certain places, go to the airport, they want to see and you want to catch your flight. They want to match your ticket. You want to match your ticket to your, uh, the ticket to your license. They want to, uh, when you're going through, when you're going through, uh, when you're going through, uh, customs in some place, but when you're going through security, when you're going through security, they want to match your ticket to your name and make sure that you are who you say you are because your ticket and your, your name gives you access, but that ticket gives you the authority to get on that plane. And now we know that the pilot and the gatekeepers and those who are uh, in security can't stop you because they have jurisdiction to stop you. But you have access because you, you say what you're on your ticket matches who you say you are and what's written and says that you are. So that's what we're talking about when authority, when we're talking about the believer. Because we must know who we are in God. It's the Christ in us that's the, uh, that the enemy, that Satan recognizes. That's that confidence that we have because we have confidence in him. That God is not only on us, but that God is in us. And that has been the, the point, of, that has been the uh, uh, whole subject of, this, of the scriptures I've been teaching about. It's not only about that we have authority, that there is a, 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 a power that we've been given and that we know the Lord God has given. He's an all-powerful God. He is un, unlimited. But we also want to know that when we as children of God, we must know where God has given us our authority and what jurisdiction that we have. And what I mean by that is, is that God has given us power in every, in this, in this physical realm, and in the spiritual realm. And what I mean by that is we have the power as believers in Christ that God has instilled in all of us that we can pray over the sick and they be healed. We can call those things the scripture says as, that are not as though they were. We can pray. You can pray. I can pray. And so, Lord, I, I declare that this thing that's on my, in my life or on my son or in my, on my daughter or this thing that's blocking my, my, my progress, Lord, I declare it null and void. I call it dead because you said if I ask anything in your name, that you hear us. That the Father is going to hear us because we come in your name. But see, you only can do that if you are a believer. That you are a child of God. See, all of us are created children of God. God created all the children that ever came into this earth. It was God that created them. Satan does not create, <laughs> even though some people act like it, he does not uh, have children of the devil. Now, what we do is, when we turn ourselves over to him, that's when Jesus said we are the children of the enemy. But as far as creation, all of us are created children of God. But a born-again child of God must come through Jesus Christ. And that's where we are as believers and having that confidence that I am a child of God. 
And that's what we're going to delve in today. Not only that I'm a child of God, but I also, if I know who I am, if I know who's in me, then I know that, that he has, he can take me places that my name can't take me. He can give me favor that where others can't give me favor. Jesus has put in all of us. We have the blessing of God on our lives. This is what the Lord said over in Hosea. I believe it's Hosea 4 and 6. It says, my children perish for lack of knowledge. Because we as, as, as a church, we as, 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 as believers, we don't know what God has laid up for us. He only asks us to believe. That's what Jesus asks. He's looking. This was one of the things that he said before we go into this message. Jesus said, when I come back, he said, shall I find riches? Nope, that's not it. He said, shall I find church members? No. He said, shall I find faith? That's what God is looking for us to do, is to believe in who he is. Because God doesn't need to be moved. God already moved. What he needs for us to believe is he's already done it. So today we're going to give a brief recap before we uh, uh, jump into our main scripture today. So we're going to start out just briefly in Matthew 28, Matthew 8, and uh, we're going to go to the 29th verse. And again, a brief recap before we jump into uh, the book of Acts. But in, uh, in Matthew 8, chapter 29th verse, we read about the demoniacs, how that they outside of the city, they were, uh, there, was a, there was a lane, there was a, a pathway, there was a road that was leading people between cities, between uh, villages. And in this, right in the, uh, you could call it the middle of it, there were two people possessed by devils. Everybody knew they were there, but nobody didn't want, nobody would challenge them. Everybody, they made a way around. And so many times, that's what the enemy wants us to do is that he wants us to go around or to think that our road is blocked. But when Jesus came before he spoke a word, in Matthew 8, 29, the demon said, and behold, they cried out saying, what have we to do with thee, Jesus? So Jesus, why you come out here? He said, aren't you come hither or did you come here to torment us before our time, before the time? Because they knew him. And they knew that he was God in flesh. And there was a going to be a change. And we know the rest of that story is that he not only cast out the devils, but those men came back to their right mind. Because Jesus says, I've got a job to do. You're blocking my way. But not only that, he said, I came. And Matthew said, I came to set the captive free. That's why Jesus came. So, and we read here now that Jesus made a way where the people had to go. I, I don't know how far around they had to go. But now they made, as the scripture said, he said he came to make straight path for your feet. Whatever the devil is limiting you, whatever you find that you are blocked, Jesus says, I'm the way maker. I'm the way, the truth, and the light. He says, I'm the door. Did a man come up any other way? He's a thief and a robber. He is the door. He is the way. So let's go now uh, quickly over to the book of Acts. Book of Acts is going to read. We read last week in Acts 19 how about the seven sons of Sceva. How that they were trying to cast out demons and they got surprised. This is over in the uh, book of Acts 19 chapter 15 verse. And they were trying to duplicate what Paul and Jesus had done. 
15th verse says, And the evil spirit answered and said, and he's talking to the seven sons of Sceva. They said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And see, that's what we must know. Who are we? See, it's one thing that you meet, a, you, you meet your, your, your friend or your, your grandbaby or your granddaughter or your, or your cousin or your nephew, and you're talking to them, say, baby, what's your name? And little one-year-old or two-year-old say, uh, baby, my name, my name, baby. Everybody would laugh then because, you know, uh, baby just started talking. If that's what everybody calls them, baby. But that's not baby's real name. He just mimicking what he heard. But let that same child be 21 or 25 or 30, and you say, son, uh, what's your name? My name, baby. What? What's your last name? Don't got one. Baby. See, what immediately you will say, something is wrong here. This person, this son, this man does not know who he is. And that's why the father says in Hosea, my people perish. Because they don't, we don't know who we are. Psalms 28 says, the righteous are, now Proverbs 28 and 1 says, the righteous are bold as a lion. Boldness is in you. Authority is in you. You have the power. In, in uh, Psalm 78, the scripture says that, the Lord said that uh, I'm not going to let Israel go into my rest. This is the first crew that came out of uh, Egypt. The first crew. The first set. There were 20 and above. He said, you know what? This crew can't go. Why? Because they limited the Holy One of Israel. He didn't say because of their sins. He didn't say because of uh, they made that golden calf. God knew the devil was in them. That's why he took them out. He said, I'm going to get them out of Egypt so I can get Egypt out of them. And see, that's what God is doing for all of us. He's, 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 he's judging us now. He's cleansing us. We're holy. I'm talking about this flesh. Your spirit man, as the scripture says in uh, Corinthians 5.17, it says that old things have passed away. Behold, all have become new. Your new spirit is just like Jesus, as 1 John 4 says. Fourth chapter, we are just like Jesus in the spirit. But your soulish man, your heart, that's what's got to be, uh, uh, the Bible says, conform. We got to learn, we got to conform to the image of God. Say, where is that preacher? That's over in uh, the book of Romans. We're not going to turn that today. But Romans uh, 12 and 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And then that next verse says, and be not conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. You will find out who you are by reading and meditating and studying the word of God. God will reveal his secrets to you. The secrets is with the king. But it's his pleasure to reveal it. He wants to reveal who you are. God knows who he is. He wants you to know what he's put in you. It's the Christ in you. It's the power in you. It's the authority in you. It's the blessing that's in you. It's the glory that's in you. The glory of God is in you. Many of, the, of we as, 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 as a sanctified uh, 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 church and called out of God, 
We are what the Bible calls the ecclesia, the called out. See, when you're a believer, we are not like the world. The same thing that affects the world affects us. But it should not get into us. Yes, fear will come to us. You know, somebody you walk in and, 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 and you see his shots and whatever else. Oh, quite, quite natural. The natural thing is to, fly, uh, is, is to flee. It's to get, 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 get in the wind. And then get somewhere in shelter and find out what's going on. But to walk around 24-7 fearful that, uh, you know, that, that what happened down the street, what happened in the next state, that whatever happened to, to, to mama and grandmama 30 and 40 years ago is going to happen to you. Because we don't know who we are. It says, greater is he that's in me, that's in you, than he that's in the world. God's in you. Beloved, God is in you. You've got to have that conviction, that, 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 that uh, 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 conviction, that knowledge to know the God of heaven and earth in the presence of his Holy Spirit is in you. Romans says that he that hath not the Spirit of God is none of his. Meaning, that if you believe, you're a believer and you say, God's in you. Why fear? That's why Jesus says, fear not. Fear not. Now, I'm with you. I told you I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Fear not, because you know who and whose you are. So let's go on now. So they didn't know. <laughs> the sons of Sceva didn't know. They hadn't been with Jesus. That was their problem. It wasn't the, the problem wasn't it for the, of them casting out devil. The problem was they didn't have the authority to cast out devil. You remember what the, uh, uh, the scribes, and seraph, uh, uh, scribes and Pharisees said? This man cast out Satan by Satan. But Jesus said what? A house divided can't stand. If Satan is casting out Satan, then his house is going to crumble. Like a house of cards. Only a believer, he who has the power of God, can cast out a devil. And they had not been with Jesus. Jesus was not in them. And that's why they got whipped naked and ran down the road. All right, let's go on now. Let's, 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 keep on. let's go down. Let's go down to our main scripture we're going to talk about today is in um, Psalm, we're going to read, uh, I'm sorry, Acts 3, 1 through um, 3, 1 through 6, and then we're going to read uh, next chapter 4, and that will be our main study today. So in the book of Acts, we're going to start reading the third chapter, first verse, and we're going to read now, the Holy Spirit is coming to the world. It's in, not only into the world, but it's come into the disciples and everybody that will receive it. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit today, you can have him today. You only need to ask God, say, God, Father, I want this Holy Spirit that this, that this preacher is talking about. I want the power. I want the authority. I want the, 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 the confidence that I can walk without fear. I want to loose this anxiety and all this fear and dread that, that seem to want to capture my heart. Lord, I want the power. I want this, 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 this spirit to, uh, the baptism of the spirit, Lord, so I can communicate to you and on, on another level. But this is where we are in Acts 3 and 1. And Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. 
And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they had laid at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms. Third verse says, the man saw Peter and John about to go into the temple. And then Peter saw him. See, the Holy Spirit said, look. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John and said, look on us. And he gave heed to them. And he expected to receive something. He thought, okay, they got a little chain they're going to drop on the brother. But the, 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 the sixth verse says, what did Peter say? Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. And you know the rest of the story. This man got up, he leaped, he ran, he shouted because God had come to his case. For all however many years he had been laying there, he got up, the Bible says, from the second verse says, from his mother's womb. So it ain't like he was up there faking, faking injury. He was laying there, lame, couldn't walk, couldn't work, couldn't take care of himself. And in an instant, the power of God touched his body and he was made whole. But let's go on now. We're going to go down now to uh, the fourth chapter. Fourth chapter, same book. Uh, four and one. Now, as I said in previous lesson, everybody's not happy about your blessing. Just because you blessed doesn't. Just because you did get blessed, and when you get blessed, and when the blessings manifest in your life, don't expect everybody to be happy about it. Acts four and one. And the people, and the, and as they spake to the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached. Jesus Christ and the resurrection from the dead. You would think this, they would be happy about what had went on. And they laid hands on them. You know, in the, in the old days when somebody laid hands on you, there was something, there was going to be some, uh, uh, there would be some physical activity. And put holds on them until the next day, for it was the eventide. Let's go down to the seventh verse. And when they had set them, now they, they, they bring them for questioning. Fourth verse, seventh, fourth verse, seventh Fourth chapter, same chapter, seventh verse. And when they had set them in the midst, in the middle, they said, by what power, what name have you done this? Who gave you the authority to that you would dare pray for a man and raise him up? Who gave you, who, 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 who let you do this? Again, everybody's not going to be happy when you come out. When you get a manifestation of, of those prayers, when you've been praying you know, and asking God and you just rest in him and say, Father, I trust you. And then you're healed. You always were healed. You just, you just were able to get the knowledge of how to receive it. The healing was there. All that time, and here you are in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and you get married. All them people who said that you're going to be alone all your life. And now here comes a godly man that comes into your life. A godly man. And says, would you marry me? A godly woman comes into your life after all the mess you've been through, after all the frogs you, you, you had to kiss. You didn't have to kiss him, but you did. Now, 
God has given you somebody that, that loves you and treats you like the man, that treats you like the woman that you always desire. But I say again, everybody's not going to be happy when they see the manifestation of your prayers. So the eighth verse said, And Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said to them, and he spoke to them as rulers and says, If this day we be examined for the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, he said, Be it known unto you. And then he began to explain to them about who Jesus is, what Jesus had done, and again, they were not happy. So let's go on down now to the twelfth verse. He begins to tell them, There is neither salvation in any other name. Any other, rather, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. One of the most hated names in all the earth. I would say the most hated, the most loved, and the most hated is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because Satan hates him. That's why he hates the Jewish nation, because Jesus was a Jew. And because God dared to use a Jewish girl to bring this, this man, this, this, his son, rather, into the world, who was a man. He hates them. He despises them. That's why when you were out in the world, you were doing what you wanted to do. Everything you were big enough and bad enough and, and cool enough to do. Seemed like everybody was your friend. But as soon as you said, you know, that wasn't getting me anywhere. I was so unhappy. And now they see you walking with a smile on your face. Sober, with a job, working, going home to your own wife. She thinks she's something. He thinks he's something. They think they're something. People are always going to dog you. But as long as there's God, there's hope. And he goes on to say, and behold, the man which was, I'm going to read the rest of that 13th verse. And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived, and they said, you know what? Wait a minute. They didn't go to the, the, to the seminary. They didn't go to the college. They didn't go to, you know, we had these leadership seminars and all of these things. Said that they beheld and said, they what? They said they were unlearned ignorant men. In other words, they didn't go to school. How do you know all this? Where does this power come from? They marveled. They were amazed. And they took knowledge of them. That they had been with Jesus. That's what God wants. He wants us to spend some time with his son. And as they read on. And they, they, they questioned him. They told them what they could do. What they couldn't do. And they told him you better not speak. And you better not do this. And we're going down to the 20th verse. It says for we cannot. Peter begins to tell them. They said you, you, don't, you, don't you say. That's in Jesus name. Peter said, for we cannot but speak the thing which we have seen and heard. So they threatened them and they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of all the people. For all men glorify God for that which was done. But I want to go back up a little bit. And, 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 and Peter began to tell them in his 19th verse, that's what he said. But Peter and John answered and said to them after they had threatened them. He said, will they be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more? Or then, and then unto God, he said, you judge. Now, we just laid hands on this impotent man back in the first verse. He got up, he walked. 
A miracle has happened. People are amazed. They're coming to God. You threaten us. Now you tell us to shut up. You, 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 know we, you know we didn't go to your school. You know we didn't go to seminary. But yet you are amazed because we are doing things that you are not doing. Religion cannot work out the will and the power of God. God is looking for submitted men and women who will, who will not only obey him, but who will come for relationship. See, obeying all the rules and regulations are not enough. You must come to a relationship because in the last, Jesus is going to say, many will say, Lord, we healed in your name. I preached in your name. I taught. I traveled the world. But what did Jesus, he's going to ask him about relationship. Jesus will say, I didn't know you. See, that's relationship. That's knowing God and God knowing you. You know, you, you possessing his spirit and his spirit possessing you. That's where authority comes from. When you know who you are and God knows you and then God moves through you. Because you know and I know and we know that it's God. And by him we, we live, we move and we have our being because we have relationship with him. And from this, we have authority. That's why the police officer can walk out and stop traffic. Because the, that blue uniform, the badge that he or she wears, they know what's behind them. That's why the judge can pass laws. And the righteous judge can pass sentence because he knows that the officers in that room, the penitentiary or the jail or the, or the uh, or jailhouse, is going to back up what he or she says because they know what's behind them. What God is asking us to do is know who we are, know who he is, and allow him to work through us. And for the last scripture you're going to read today, I want to read uh, the book of uh, the book of Psalms, Psalms 89 and 34. This is what he said. God said, He says, "My covenant will I not break; neither will I alter the thing that has gone out of my lips." So, in other words, every word of God is important. It is God. The Bible says in John, St. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was God. The Word is God. That's me. I'm putting that in there. The Word is God. Jesus is the Word. And, but he says hundreds of years before in Psalm, he says, my covenant, my Word, I'm not going to break it. I'm going to stand behind everything I said. Everything I said, I'll stand behind it. But you got to know how to rightly divide the words of truth. Knowing we don't live under on on the old covenant anymore. All of the, all of the, uh, the laws and all of the, the prophets, all of their prophecies were fulfilled in Christ. When, uh, in speaking of the Messiah. The other things got to come to pass in this earth. And will come to pass shortly. But I say to you, put your faith in God. Build that real relationship with him. He is so lovely. He is so kind. Get to know him, for he wants to know you. I pray you got some out of the message today. I pray that you understand and get the knowledge of what authority you have as a believer. And if you don't, Horn, I pray that you get to know him. And pray, I pray this prayer, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this hour. We thank you for this moment. Father, forgive me for all of my sins that I've committed. You know me. You know my heart. 
And this is why you sent your son Jesus, so that I could be a part of the family of God. I repent of my sins. I give them all to you, Jesus. And I believe and receive your salvation, which you bought for me on the cross, shedding all of your blood, taking all the beatings, so that I could be not only healed, I could be delivered, I could be set free. I claim what you gave to me, and I receive it in your holy, precious name, Lord Jesus. And I thank you now, for I am now part of the family of God. And I pray in the name of Jesus, for anyone listening to this broadcast today, if you're hurting, if you're, if you're hurting and sick in your body, just lay hands on your, on your body and say, Lord, I believe in the word of God. And you said in, Psalm, in, in, in Isaiah 53, that by his stripes, by whose, his, by whose stripes we are healed. But you said over in First, in first Peter 2.24, by his stripes we were healed. You healed me over 2,000 years ago. I now receive it in my body. I claim my healing and receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Amen.